Hi, I'm Tom Griffith, and welcome to the Greater Formation and Power podcast. Here we'll discuss topics and practices that will help you deepen your intimacy with God the Father, exercise your authority in Jesus the Son, and move in the power of the Holy Spirit. We want to walk in God's truth and intimacy and power. We need all three strands working together in our lives because we believe that nothing else will actually do. Hi everybody, I'm Tom Griffith from Greater Formation where I help people to get clear, get focused, and be fruitful. Today I want to talk to you about how to build the things that God wants you to build in this world, or really how to build anything for that matter. Well, how do people get things accomplished? How do they build things in this world? Some people hope, and they may hope and hope and hope and hope that something will happen, but they never see anything really happen. Some people pray that it'll happen, but when they pray, they're some pray in a way that I call is like praying for magic. They hope that God will make things appear from nothing and that they're not involved in the process. Now, can God do that? The answer is yes, but that's not generally how he works, and that's not generally why I think you're on this planet. You might be a person who hopes and prays, but if you just hope and pray, that's often just like a dream that actually never is fulfilled because you don't want to just hope and pray. You want to hope and pray, and you need a plan. Without a plan, it's not going to happen. That's for sure. But a plan, too, might not be enough. You want to hope and or pray. You want to have some level of a plan, but it's going to take action. You might remember that in James 2.26, it says that faith without action or faith without works is dead. It's, It's powerless. It doesn't accomplish anything. Faith without action isn't going to make it happen. But what does that action look like? What does the work look like? That's what I want to really talk to you about today. And to build anything in this world is going to require an investment. Let's say that you want to build things in your own life, or you want to build things in your relationship sphere, or in your workplace, or in your community. If you're going to build anything, a school, a house, a a building, a business, better health, it's going to require three elements coming together in kind of a synergy. I'm going to say a triad of three elements coming together synergistically to make a difference in this world. And those three things are an investment of time, energy, and money. God wants you to learn how to invest your time, your energy, and your money in alignment with his purposes in your life. That's going to bring about a powerful impact. I think that's what the parable of the talents or the money bags in Matthew chapter 25 is about. That God has invested and given you capabilities and resources, and he wants you to invest those for the advance of his kingdom, the multiplication of life and his rule, his beneficial, his benevolent rule on the earth. The interesting thing about that parable is that God comes back or he calls the people, those in whom he invested, to account, and the non-investor is judged really harshly. See, God really does want you to invest your time, energy, and money for the purposes he has 
in your life. I learned this concept of the time, energy, and money idea from a mentor about uh, somewhere around 35, mm, 35 years ago. A man who's no longer alive. He was a mentor of mine, Richard Bush. And those ideas of investing time, energy, and money have stuck with me for all these years. I want to pass it on to you. Your investment of time is really the foundation of any building project that you're going to do in your life. See, time is all of our key resource. We have about a hundred, not about, we have exactly 168 hours a day. I mean a week. We have 24 hours a day. 168 hours a week. All of us, everybody on the planet has the same amount of time. That's kind of the only resource I can think of that is the same for all of us is time. In Ecclesiastes 3.1 is an, a verse that's quoted in a lot of different settings. that says, to everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. Now, an interesting thing, the book of Ecclesiastes talks about the vanity or the emptiness of life under the sun. The important part, if you're going to read through the book of Ecclesiastes, is that phrase, under the sun. It says, life is meaningless or vain under the sun. And that's really like if we live in a closed universe. But notice this verse says, uh, doesn't say under the sun. It says, to everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. We live in Christ under an open heaven, under the resources, the wisdom, the revelation of God. But there is a time for everything. Our job in life, one of our jobs, is to discern the investment of our time. Well, you think about the kinds of things that happen in life. One is the investment of your sleep. That's become much more important to me as I realize sleep is really an important investment. That's not what I grew up with, that value. I tried to widow, winnow my sleep down as small as I could to four to six hours a night. In college, I've slept, to my knowledge, a little bit in every class. I was pushing everything to the edge. It wasn't until I was like in my 50s that I realized sleep is really important to the rebooting of your life, to the healing of your soul, to the healing of your physical body. So one of the investments you want to consider of your time is sleep, but it's your occupation and your study, your chores, your health. Now we're getting down to just, wow, a weak investment of sleep, occupation, uh, chores, health, relationships. There's not a lot of flat-out discretionary time. What we want to do is choose wisely how we invest that time. Some is for enjoyment. Some, how you live your life is a, an investing of your time is a form of worship. You want to be of benefit to others. You want to impact or change the world. All those things are going to require intelligent, or I'll say wise, investment of your time. Now, as we come into that concept, I want you to also be aware, not to your surprise, that um, patience is really important. <laughs> um, you know the expression that Rome wasn't built in a day, actually kind of like nothing's built in a day. Your family isn't built in a day. Your faith community wasn't built in a day. Your business wasn't. All Everything takes time. So significant achievements require a patience and time. I heard someone say recently that consistent investment of time crushes passion 
every, every day. Consistency produces change. Passion, flash. I love it. I live for passion. It's the consistent investment of time that we want to learn how to do to bring the most impact into the world. That patience with our time, that consistency allows us to mature and to grow and to be better investors of our time. Well, what I want to ask you first is, what do you want to accomplish? Take, you know, take some time to reflect. What are the kind of like key things at this stage of your life that you want to accomplish? What kind of time investment will that be you know, will be required? What's needed? What kind of time is it going to take to bring about that investment? If you're going to do a college degree, if you're going to build a house, if you're going to whatever, what kind of time is going to be required? Will it be a daily investment of time or a weekly one or maybe a monthly one? For how long? Think about it. Be intentional because it won't just happen with a hope. A hope without a plan is a dream. Well, let me move on to the second thing, because I said it's time, energy, and money. So your investment of energy is going to be the driving force to anything you want to accomplish. So your energy is a significant piece to the process. It's the action. When I, when I said that faith without action is dead or impotent, well, the energy is that kind of force. It is the action piece of the equation. Positive energy, positive passion, positive commitment must be, kind of be synthesized into concrete work or action to accomplish anything. That energy that we invest is going to accelerate and uh, expand our impact. And to do that, there's two simple words I want to highlight, and that's effectiveness and efficiency. Effectiveness is doing the right things or the things that need to be done to accomplish what you want to accomplish. Effectiveness is hugely important. Your energy, you want to be steered and pointed in the right direction, an effective direction. Efficiency is doing the things rightly. So we want to do the right things and we want to do them rightly, but the important thing is doing the right things. Directing your energy in the right direction. Directing your action, your concrete action, in the right direction. Direction and purpose will ensure that you're impactful, which is what we really all want, isn't it? So what work are you going to do to accomplish those things God wants for you? So we talked about what time's going to be involved. Now the question is, what work is going to be involved? That work could be things like learning or education, or it could be getting help to accomplish it from somebody who actually has the ability to help. Maybe they've done it before. They're an expert in some way. They have ability to resource you. Could be prayer. Could be self-development. It could be actually doing the thing. What work is going to be involved? Get really clear about that. Plan the work and work the plan. I love that expression too. You got to plan the work, then you got to work the plan. Some people are really good at planning the work, but if you don't add the work doing it, 
What you have, again, is something that's on in a notebook somewhere. You know, I, I pastored in Boston for almost 35 years, and, and for seven years at that time, I was co-pastoring with a good friend. Dan Zakowski is his name. And uh, he preached one message that I don't remember the fullness of the message. I remember the title. And it was, I'll remember that title for my whole life. It's a, and the title was, With a Plan You Can, But If You Don't, You Won't. If you have a plan for your action, you can make it happen. But if you don't, you won't. If you don't plan, it probably is not going to happen. Do you know, do you know what work is needed for you accomplish what you believe God wants you to accomplish? Are you willing to do the work? Why am I even sharing this message? Part of the reason is I feel like sometimes we're discipling people, we're training people to kind of have a hope and a vision and you can be anything that you want. And sometimes we help them to pray for it. and We're hoping for that kind of magic that I was talking about, but we're not teaching people. We're not even training our children to invest their time, energy, and money to bring the things of heaven onto the earth. I want you to be one who learns how and can actually train others to do the same. So there's your time and your energy. Let me mention too that your wise investment of your money is really like a force multiplier to get the work done in impactful way. Your investment of your resources, your particularly your money, accomplishes that. Your money kind of acts as the way to uh, acquire the resources that are needed. Those kind of resources could be, you know, they really are um, expertise. Could be that you're getting a plumber or that you're getting a contractor of some kind or you're getting an educator. You're getting expertise or you're getting materials. Those are the main things that we're investing in is expertise and materials. There's other things, but... I want you to think about that investment of your money too. What financial investments are going to be required for you to accomplish what God wants you to accomplish in this world? As you're considering those financial things, I want to encourage you not to get all caught up in doing things on the cheap. Some people are really frugal. Some, some cultures are more frugal than others. And I'm not about being extravagant and wasting money. That's not what I'm talking about. But I don't want you to be doing things on the cheap. Quality is a good thing. Don't get, you don't want to get a cheap surgeon. You don't want to get a cheap employee or a cheap partner in your organization. You want somebody who's worth their wage, somebody who's got some substance to them, a surgeon who knows what they're doing. And that's probably not the least expensive one. Don't live your life with a kind of scarcity mentality because that's not how the kingdom operates. I want would encourage you again with that wise abundance. We want to be wise in our investment of time, but I like the idea of wise abundance. So I'm not, I don't want to be foolishly abundant, pretending I have stuff, I'm going to go on a big debt. But I don't want to be what I'll consider wise, which is often overly frugal and cheap, and that's coming from a scarcity place that God's not going to provide. We want that mixture of wise abundance in how we live. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8 says, 
God is able to bless you abundantly. He's able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you can abound in every good work. God is able to bless you, provide for you abundantly so that in all things, in all areas, in all ways, at all times, you can do the good things that he has for you. That is how the kingdom of God works. Now, what are those, what's that abundant blessing for? For you to do the things that he created you to do, understanding your purpose and functioning in that way provides a joy in you and an impact for others. To invest your money in those things, you want to do it with a wise abundance mentality from God. If it's important, invest in it well. If it's important, invest in it well. Invest in your marriage, invest in your family, invest in your own development, invest in your health, invest in the things that are important, kingdom impact in an area. Are you willing to abundantly invest in the things that God wants you to invest in? If not, and I'm going to be honest with you, my wife is much more generous than I am. And, and so you got to ask your question, if you're not willing to abundantly, wisely invest, why not? Well, it's probably either that you live in the fear that tomorrow could be a bad day. I, need, I don't know if I have enough. You might be looking at negative scenarios all the time. Well, you want to be aware of those things, but you don't want to live in fear of them. You may also lack faith. And by that, I mean lacking faith that God will provide for you tomorrow as he provides for you today. He may provide for you in larger ways, which I encourage you he will do as you continue to be faithful with what he's given you now. If you're faithful with what he's given you now, the nature of the kingdom of God, he'll provide more for you. It's going to multiply. That's how it works. That's why I'm talking to you about this today. Invest in what God wants you to invest in. And if you're afraid or you lack faith, that might be the first thing you need to invest in, getting help to get free from your fear of negative future, your fear of catastrophe, your lack of confidence, or your fear that God really isn't the abundant provider that he is. That's what it's like to live in the kingdom of God. If you have barrier there, get help from somebody to set you free so that you can walk in that wise abundance. So the investment of your time, energy, and your money, they weave together synergistically in this powerful kind of a chemical reaction. This, this powerful, it, it makes for a masterpiece in your life. Understanding those elements and how to implement them will create impact, will create satisfaction, will even deepen your relationship with God. If you'll embrace this kind of triad of time, energy, and money, you will have resilience and you'll have the ability to break through uh, obstacles, to navigate challenges, and ultimately to have meaningful impact in life. So let me land the plane. What does God want you to build? What's he want you to build in your life, in your relationships, in your workplace, in your community or your faith community? What does God want to build through you? Important question. 
Secondly, are you willing to give yourself to the building of those things? This is actually a bigger question than, I mean, this question is, it's heavy on my heart because I look at a lot of people and a lot of believers who are not really willing to invest their life in obeying what God has for them to do. If you are, he's going to move in your life and through you powerfully. If you're not, what what are you doing? Are you willing to invest in understanding your purpose, but then invest your time, energy, and money? Maybe you have to invest those things to clarify your purpose. Oh, that's what I do. I'm a coach to help people understand that. What does God want you to build? Are you willing to give yourself to doing it? I want to encourage you to exercise wise abundance in how you approach it all and get help where you need it from people who can actually help, who have either done it or have expertise. They care for you and they have the ability to break you through. If you want to build anything in the world that God wants you to build or build anything for that matter, it takes the wise investment of time energy, and money. Go for it. These prince, that principle right there, whoo, that thing will take you somewhere. Have a great day. Bye-bye.